From the studios of Teeing It Up in the Swamps of Jersey, this is Teeing It Up with Jeremy Schilling for Tuesday, August 22nd, 2017. The night, this is the first ever non-golf instant reaction podcast I believe I have ever done in Teeing It Up history. We welcome in Jordan Brickman to talk about the monumental... Uh, uh, potentially NBA ground, NBA uh, territorial changing trade with Kyrie Irving, the Celtics, and the Cavs. Good evening, Jordan. How's it going, Jeremy? I'm good. Um, let's start here, and obviously Kyrie Irving to the Celtics in exchange for Isaiah Thomas, Jay Crowder, a man whose name I cannot pronounce, Ante Zizic, I believe. Yeah. And sure. and the Nets first round draft pick, which. Um, which the Celtics currently own. So here's why. Well, right, well, first of all, let's start here. Your, how shocked were you when this first got reported that this was close? Well, I've always felt like the Cel- the Celtics made a lot of sense. I mean, they have the pieces clearly, and they have and not only have the pieces, but they can make this trade and s- still have pieces on pieces on pieces to to move if, if needed and to build around. Uh, and I've always felt like I they. Isaiah was kind of a, a, an all-star that, that they that their, that their team and their fan base obviously embraced, but I don't know if they felt like he was the, the, what they needed to be the you know it's it's hard it's hard to win with a guy like Isaiah is a huge liability on defense um, and as you saw in the playoffs kind of, can kind of get shut down if he's the only one that can score. Um, so when I first saw the report, I was like, now it's finally happening. It kind of makes sense, and I had a feeling that it was it was going to kind of come together quickly because as soon as the Celtics are willing to include Isaiah and kind of go for it. They, I think that they have the pieces for clearly to, to get Kyrie. So uh, once the report came out, I was, I was pretty um, certain that the deal was going to go down pretty quickly. Yeah. What's interesting, um, on the surface, and, and, and this is what I think led to that text that I sent you where I basically was crazy thinking that or saying that Isaiah may have more long-term upside than Kyrie. I think it's because... I, I think, and and tell me if this makes at least rational sense, and maybe this is what some Celtic fans are holding on to, and maybe this is what some more casual basketball fans who who are not as deep into this as, as you are, look at this and potentially say, Isaiah's got all this playmaking ability, he's done all these amazing things, look at the run that he had in the playoffs after his sister died, etc., and Kyrie was a complimentary piece, Isaiah may have the longer... Uh, term upside versus Kyrie who's been out there for a while I think what I may have not taken into account is that now Kyrie gets to be his own man and maybe gets to show a lot of this more every single night and obviously he has before you know best handles in the game plus winning the finals uh, uh, two years ago but I, I, I wonder if, if, if that's why I, I had that thought in my head that we know what Isaiah can do from an individual playmaking standpoint. Now we'll see what Kyrie can do over 82 games. Yeah, well, we saw it a little bit before LeBron got there. Obviously, he's he's a much better player now. Um, just you know, playing in the playoffs makes anyone a better player, and you know, winning a ch- uh, championship. Obviously, to me, Kyrie Irving is a guy that will win this multiple scoring titles. Uh, he's going to score 30 points a game. Uh, I mean, I, I think Isaiah scored 28, 29. So I, I don't see a reason why Kyrie can't. But similar numbers, obviously Gordon Hayward's going to take some some of those shots away that that uh, Isaiah had on the Celtics, and the Celtics same in a similar role. Uh, but to me, Kyrie is as talented of an offensive player as there is in the NBA. His ability to score at the rim, while essentially never, I don't think I've ever seen him dunk. It's all it's all below the rim, and it's all just 
finesse and, and, and skill. Um, plus, he's an amazing three-point shooter, and obviously, like you mentioned, you know, arguably the best handle in the NBA. So the, the, guy, the guy is as good as they come at that position. Um, I, I'm interested to see what he looks like as a leader because um, I was having this discussion with some friends during the playoffs, you know, comparing Kyrie to a guy like John Wall. You know, John Wall is going out there and scoring 20 a game, but it's also having 11 assists. Kyrie's scoring 25 with five assists. Now, it's hard to compare because Kyrie had LeBron on his team who's basically the point guard. So now we'll really see how good the player Kyrie is when he kind of handed the keys to the offense. You're the go-to scorer. Him and Gordon Hayward will be the go-to scorers. It'll be interesting to see you know, how good he really is uh, when it comes to running a team. Because when he did run a team before LeBron was there, they weren't good. Obviously, that team wasn't the most talented, but he hasn't proven that he can do it on his own. That's what, that's what he wanted. That's why he wants to get traded. That's what that's kind of what he gets. I'm sure he's ecstatic to be with, with the Celtics. So now we'll really get the sense of, okay, Kyrie, you know, are you... He might be the best point guard in the NBA. We have, we don't know that yet. He's definitely he's talented enough to be in the discussion. I wouldn't call him number one yet, but he's, he's, he has the ability, he has the the keys to, to get there at this point. This projects the Celtics starting five as Hayward, Irving, uh, Jalen Brown, Marcus Morris, and Al Horford. Um, what do you make of that starting five, and and what's their potential weakness? Because obviously. Uh, this this changes the dynamic in the East, and, and we'll talk about the Cavs in a second, but I, I would think this would put clearly the Celtics as either the best team in the East or the second best team to Cleveland. Yeah, well, I think, I mean, obviously it's, it's, a, it's a strong starting five. Uh, I actually like the idea of Smart next to Kyrie, because Kyrie, similar to Isaiah, is not a great defender, and Smart is a, is a heck of a phys- physical defender. Um, and that can allow you to play kind of Kyrie off the ball. Hayward played the three um, in Utah. But I kind of like like that that team. You have enough shooters and offensive players in that lineup to bring Smart in and kind of just have, you know, be that kind of perimeter bruiser, if you will. Um, and then off the bench, Tatum is, is going to be a stud, I think. Brown is a good player. You know, they have, they have pieces. Their biggest weakness still, which is what it was last year as well, uh, is rebounding and uh, uh, defense in the paint. Horford got beat up by Robin Lopez, and if you're going to, Robin Lopez is, you know, solid, fine player, but if you're going to beat up by him, what's going to happen is, yeah. you know, further further into the into the playoffs and play guys like Draymond Green um, or, or, you know, players like that, that's still going to be an issue for them, and it's interesting that they traded Zizek because that's kind of what he's known for is a physical, they said he's one of the best rebounders in, like, European basketball history, um, He's, so that's kind of what the role he would fill if he was if he remained there, and he got lives up to some of the hype that they have for him. So it's interesting that they dealt him, but um, that's that's the one piece they need to, to still find, and they have the pieces to get someone like that. You know, they could still move Brown, they could still move Tatum if they really find if, if they find a, the perfect piece. You know, Anthony Davis was mentioned thrown around, which would be insane. But um, you know, that's where I think they're gonna they're gonna fall short. They're they're definitely top two in the East. I think the Cavs get better also in this trade. Um, so I don't think it necessarily p- puts them past the Cavs, but I think it, it 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 makes them more of a threat than they were before the trade. I would say just because Kyrie and Gordon Hayward deal, so you guys can go off at any moment and, and keep you in any game. Before we get to the Cavs, let's just talk about the Brooklyn Nets for a second. Uh, does this officially make that trade one of the worst trades in NBA history? I don't think you needed this trade to, to, to prove that, but it, I think it's the worst trade in sports history. I mean. What are they doing? They got one year from Pierce and, and KG, and yeah. they're bad in that year. And then they just they take all of our first round picks for as long as we can give it to you. 
That yeah, is just, just that. that. That I I would love to know what the Nets brass is sitting there thinking tonight. Just that, uh, I think they were at the time. I think they were thinking they were going to be good for a couple for a few years. Yeah, they didn't have to worry about the draft. But uh, I mean, it was both Pierce and KG are out of the league. At this point. Uh, it's the ultimate win now. Yeah, I mean that was the ultimate win now. Put all the ducks in a row, and what and, and my thing, and what you're seeing now with you know take somebody like the Warriors is the ability to both put all the ducks in a row and also still get better by by keeping your picks and drafting and doing some crafty things with free agency and the cap and stuff to be able to still add pieces. The Nets just put it all in a row in, in just old aging pieces and it came back to haunt them big time. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, it's, uh, it's just a bad job. It's a bad, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you one thing, though. The Nets did a good job this offseason. Yeah, uh, I, I, I was agree. impressed by their offseason. Uh, getting Russell now you have a kind of young piece to build around they got a couple of draft picks it's I think it's super smart to just take on teams bad contracts for pieces that's 100% what you should be doing um, DeMar Carroll is a nice, a nice pickup for them people like Jared Allen as the draft pick um, they've, they've done some things that have made them a more respectable team than they were last year though. They'll, they'll, they'll be more competitive this year I don't think they're going to make the playoffs they're still, the Cavs are still getting a probably a top 8 top 10 lottery pick Next year, but it's not. I don't think it's the the shoe in, you know, top three, top five that it would have been going into the offseason. This now officially means that the Jets are the worst team in New York sports, which means I get to watch a team all year and root for a team that will probably go zero and sixteen or one and fifteen with no quarterback. Yeah, <laughs> fun <laughs> times Jets. in my household. <laughs> yeah. You don't want you don't want your team to end with S. Yes, I. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Seriously. Um, now to the Cavs. Um, this has been an interesting off season. Are are you, first of all, are you somebody that sits there either at work or home or wherever and tries to interpret LeBron's Instagrams for what they mean for his future? <laughs> I am not one of those people. Okay. That is not, that is, I'm not. I don't have enough time just to to see all of his Instagrams. I, I sometimes get the headlines and stuff like that, but uh, no, I am not. Okay. So uh, this is interesting because they get some pieces that, as you say, can help them. Isaiah Thomas is a star. It's a nice complimentary piece. Can definitely score, which Kyrie did. So you replace the scoring that Kyrie had. But isn't this all about one year now when it comes to the Cavs? If you are in that camp that firmly believes he is going to Los Angeles, isn't this now one year to beat the Warriors? Well, I think that this trade is kind of it kind of allows you to, to sit on both sides of the fence here a little bit, right? Because you, yeah. you, get, you get Isaiah, you get this guy who can, you know, he's not as good as Kyrie, but he's certainly a heck of a player, certainly a bona fide all-star. Uh, you know, scored 29 points per game last year at a relatively efficient, efficient clip. You know, you can replace him, and you're getting a piece that you kind of desperately need in Crowder, who is a, a wing, 3 and D guy. They don't really have that many defenders on the team that can guard the perimeter and, and aren't reliabilities out there offensively. Um, so Crowder's kind of a great fit for them. He can, he can take some pressure off LeBron when you play a team like the Warriors, and he can not that he can stop Durant because I'll stop Durant, but you can put him on there with with confidence that he that you know he'll he'll, he'll give him a tough fight relative to putting like a you know J.R. Smith on him or or someone like that or even like Richard Jefferson who played you know kind of well in the, in the finals. Crowder's athletic. He's you know young. He's physical. He can you can put him in that role while there's no one else on the team really can do that for. 
Um, so he's a good fit. I think that, I think Zizek is, is kind of a wild card guy off the bench. He's essentially a first round. You're, you're essentially getting a first round pick with Zizek because he was drafted first round 2016. He had another year to develop, so it's even. He was drafted 23rd overall, so he's probably like late lottery value, which is really good. And you're getting a uh, you know a high end first round pick for next year. They could also flip those, right? They could flip yeah. Zizek in the first round pick and get another piece. They're probably going to sign D Wade. He's probably going to get bought out. He's probably going to go there. That's a pretty good team. Um, and the, I was talking to my buddy about this today. You know, comparing where the Cavs were when LeBron left last night, they were literally had they, had they had Mo Williams and Shaq and Antoine Jameson and Anthony Parker. That was the starting lineup with LeBron. Uh, now they're going to have pieces. Even let's say he leaves, they're still going to have Kevin Love. They're going to have an inside jacket signing Isaiah, getting his max deal that he desperately wants. They'll still have Crowder. They'll have two first-round picks. They'll have Zizek. They'll have some pieces there they can actually build around. Um, so it, I, think, I think it improves the team now, gives them a little bit more depth, um, and helps them, you know, kind of have their, you know, you know, have some pieces to build on in the, in the future. And I believe they still have um, Kyle Korver, correct? They've re-signed Kyle Korver, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, and, and I, like I said, I think they're going to get D Wade and. They're gonna have the, they got Jeff Green, who you know some people don't like him, but I think that he can score. And I think one thing I took away from the finals was you just need to get players that can take the load off of LeBron. Yes. Um, and if and Derek Rose, Derek Rose, can't forget about him off the bench. Yeah. Um, you know he he definitely score the basketball. Well, especially because uh, uh, sorry, Darren Williams was just atrocious in, in, all, in, in the playoffs, and and they needed the, the whole thing that I took from the playoffs. No matter what you want to say about Kevin Durant and and what he did, their defense was just atrocious in the entire finals. And That's you, the thing, like, go ahead, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, and and they needed to up their defense. And that's, you know, so many people were talking about after this about offensive pieces and whatever. And my whole thing, I sat there and said, if they don't improve their defense, they can do whatever they want, and they're still going to get beat by the Warriors come the finals. Right, because no one's going to outscore the Warriors. Yeah. You know, the only thing that could maybe do it is if a, a Rockets team with Carmelo on them could maybe outscore the Warriors, but right. that team also wouldn't have any defense. So that's what's so great about the Warriors that they can—they're the best. They're essentially the perfect offensive team, uh, and they're a, a top two or three defensive team in the NBA year after year. Uh, which that's is insane. Make, that's yeah. what, which is that's what makes, and especially at the pace they play, that's what makes them unbeatable. Uh, yeah, I mean, I agree with you. Like in the, the day, you know. There's games where, you know, Kyrie and LeBron would go off and keep them in the game. Maybe they'll win them a game or two. But over a series, they're not, it's not going to be enough because the other guys are going to go off too on the Warriors and they're not going to, they're going to also lock down at the end of the game. Um, so you're right. But, but hey, a guy like Crowder can help with the defense. Um, it'll be interesting. You know, if LeBron is, is fresh at the end of the games, it's, it's amazing what, what the guy can do. He has, he wasn't fresh in the finals because he no. had to do literally everything. And you could, it was clear, it was obvious that he was, uh, he was, he was tired for he a was. lot of those games. And that's, it's it's so weird, you know, it's so much, I, I, I think that was the other thing that as fans, we were so, you know, the playoffs were awful, we were so hyped for the finals, and then it was such a letdown, just in terms of, of, of overall performance, and you hope that, you know, you sit here in the super team era, and, and we'll talk about the Rockets in a second. But you sit here in, in the Super in the Super Bowl era, the, the the Super Bowl and Super Team era, and, and and you're looking at these two teams that are most likely to get there, and you hope that it's good. And it was just awful last June, and you hope that when we trades like this, LeBron can be fresher because the dude is unmatched in the way he can single-handedly take over a game. Yeah, 
on both on both sides yeah. too. Yeah. Uh, the there, there was um, you know maybe two two games or two, two or three games in the finals that were pretty epic. Um, when they're when they're good, they, it's pretty much yeah. there's nothing better than it. Uh, there's a they do the, the, the Cavs and the Warriors do tend to blow each other out a lot more side more often the Warriors do than the Cavs do, but. Um, when they when they are playing at the, at the highest level, you know, at the same time, those games are are absolutely incredible. It's some of the highest level of basketball I've ever seen. Uh, but as far as the playoffs last year, uh, I think they've got a little unlucky. Kawhi gets hurt. I don't think the Spurs, you know, win that series. But Kawhi getting hurt ends the series instantly. Yeah. I, I, I don't think the Celtics beat the Cavs, but Isaiah was hurt in that series, and that kind of you know takes some of this of that makes that pretty easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think at the end of the day, it's a superstar league, and the, the and the it's it's the, the the super teams now, like like you just mentioned. Um, I was, imp- I you know, seeing the Warriors kind of you know do what they did to the Cavs this year. I was I was worried that some teams were going to just try to wait out the Warriors window and just kind of you know sell 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 and just build for you know three years from now. But that's not at all what happened. As the NBA offseason has been insane. The Rockets, the Timberwolves, the Thunder, the Celtics. Obviously, these teams are are. Arming up, it's an arms race at this point. Uh, I think that's super awesome. Uh, I think the Warriors still are on top, top of the mountain, but I love that the NBA teams are not, you know, going down without a fight at the very least. They're trying to make it difficult on them. So, uh, you know, I hope it's going to be great. Another, another. At the end of the day, the NBA, the NBA season was amazing last year. It was a great season. Yeah. A lot of storylines. The, the playoffs, you know, sometimes you get unlucky with injuries and matchups, and you know that's kind of what happened. But these um, there's. there's Four or five teams you can call super teams right now, or at least on paper could could become something special. But you know, at the end of the day, the Warriors are probably going to walk away with it in less than seven games. But you know, it should, should it should be fun to watch while while it happens. Yeah. So this brings us now to the other missing piece, which is Carmelo Anthony. Uh, the time with Jordan Brickman here on teeing it up about the Kyrie Irving trade and all its ramifications. We now know for sure, and it was basically ninety eight percent sure, but now it's one hundred percent sure that that Carmelo Anthony is not going to the Cavs. And he only wants to go to the Rockets. Do you think this gets done? I th- if I'm the Knicks and I'm not getting the package that I like from the Rockets, I just keep him. And the guy's going to opt out at the end of the season, almost definitely. Uh, and if it, by the time the trade deadline comes, maybe he's willing to waive his no trade clause to go to the like the Trailblazers or like the Thunder or someone like that. And the Knicks just you know, get a draft pick for him or something like that and say, hey, here's to take the salary, we'll, we'll pick up the rest of the season. Um, I would just I would just keep I would just keep him at this point if you're not gonna get the trade offer that you want. Because the teams that are involved they're they're not giving they're not willing to trade they're not the pieces that, that the Knicks want. The Knicks want a kind of like what ha- half what the Cavs just got for Kyrie is what the Knicks want. They want a guy like Crowder and they want a piece like Zizich essentially and they want cap space. Yeah. Uh, that that that's what they that's kind of what they want. Uh, and I don't know if anyone that, that can get Melo is, is willing to do that at the moment. But uh, and it's not, like you said, it sounds like the Rockets are the only team that he's willing to waive his no trade to, which I don't really understand. Because like I said, he can just opt out after next season, just go somewhere, try that, go to Portland, play with Lillard and McCollum. Uh, that sounds kind of fun. Make the apply, make the playoffs. You know, if I lose, don't play defense as a team. But uh, that could be fun for do that for a year, and then you know, let's go somewhere else. But. Um, I think I would hold on to him at this point, and just and on December I think fifth is when uh, players that were signed during the off season can be traded, mm. uh, and that could open some things up. Again, 
when you talk about half a season somewhere, he might be able, he might be a little more open minded to go somewhere. Yeah, maybe, especially with his kid and and the whole divorce and everything else that's happened with Carmelo Anthony's off season. Um, uh, did you happen to see, by the way, and it's 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 kind of old news by now, but it's only been about twelve hours that that the Knicks announced that they're playing the Rockets in the preseason. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be interesting no matter what happens, right? Yeah, yeah, seriously. But it's just one of those weird, weird confluence of of things. Um, well, did you see how the NBA season starts this year? Yes. Yes. Uh, uh, I can guarantee you this. If the TNT guys were not going to be on site, if the TNT guys were going to be on site in Golden State, I have a feeling they may be changing where they're going to be on site to. <laughs> <laughs> after yeah, that's this probably trade. fair. After, after this trade. All right, so this now leads us to a series of, of, of questions. Number one, right now, with the rosters as they are, the representative out of the East is? Cavs. And, that t- and the representative out of the West, as is, has to be the Warriors, right? Of course, yeah. Okay. Same so, thing, another rematch. So now who wins the NBA Finals? Warriors. Does LeBron uh, opt out? I find it hard to believe that, that, that this far run of conclusion as it is. Um, I think it's hard for people like you and me who are not there with him. They say that his relationship with the owners, you know, it can't be repaired. It's hard for, you know, someone like us who are, isn't in the locker room and seeing him every day to say that. Um, so I, my answer has to be based on what the reports are, and the reports say that he is, so I'll say yes. Um. Does Paul George stay in in Oklahoma City? There's a thought out there that, you know, yes, he wants to go to Los Angeles. Yes, he's telegraphed it. Yes, we've now got this tampering investigation. But that the Thunder environment may shock him in the way those fans support and that he may stay in Oklahoma City. I mean, he says that if the team plays well and he's in a winning environment, he'll stay. It's all about Russell Westbrook and, and their relationship, I think, and how, how that, that it'll be, should be a fascinating season to watch. Um... I do not think he stays. Nor do I. Did the Eclipse live up to the hype for you yesterday? It was cool. Um, we had like an Eclipse party at my office. We had the sunglasses and everything. Uh, I'm happy I looked at it, but it wasn't. And I, and I recognize it's a very rare thing that happens, but uh, it wasn't anything special in my opinion. Um, will Taylor Swift release a new album soon? Seems like it, right? Seems like yeah. she's, uh, she's her, preparing to. Her teasers are out there, the snakes. But I. And it's, it's definitely the uh, the theme of the music industry now. Instead of saying, "Oh, my album's coming out," you know, November fifteenth, it's like, "Oh, my album's coming out in a week," um, which I think is the way to do it. So is this what's going to happen with uh, Praise's album? Is this going to drop mysteriously one day at four uh, in the morning? Mysterious, probably like a three week month lead up. Lead up is probably the uh, the plan. Um. Uh, sorry, Praise is um, Mr. Brickman's rapper, previous Teeing It Up guest. Uh, sorry, friend who's a rapper. Um, does David Wright make it to the majors as he begins this rehab stint? Um, I hope he I does. Mean, if, he's, if, if he's rehabbing, he's got you know five weeks to do it, so I can't imagine that he's, he's not going to he's not going to at least get a couple of bats this year. I mean, they, they call him up in September just to you know. At the end of the day, the, the minor league season is almost over. Yeah. Um, so if he's still rehabbing, they might as well just call him up. He's on the forty-man roster anyway. Just uh, just get him back in the locker room. Get him maybe even just pinch it. Even if he can't play the field, just to get a couple of bats. And finally, because you can't t- 
talk about this. Well, I, I, uh, two more quick things, and, and, and neither of which you, you can't mention baseball, the Mets, and this season without talking about these two things. Number one, are the Dodgers going to win the whole thing the way they're playing right now? I'm so, uh, I mean, they're playing amazing right now. They're yeah. really young, and they swing and they swing and miss a lot, which is a, which is a, a concern. Um, I don't think they're going to win, but I, I'm not a Dodgers, obviously I'm not a Dodgers fan. But a lot of people, you know, point to the Seattle Mariners as like, oh, they won 160 games, they didn't win a championship. They're, you know, they're not that great. I think it's, it speaks to more how fluky uh, the playoffs are in baseball. Yeah. And I kind of do want a team that's as good as the Dodgers to win, just to be like this team is just, you know, one of the one of the best ever, and they're so they're so unique in how how young they are. You know, um, it would be cool if they won. Uh, I am I'm, I'm kind of probably gonna be Team Astros come playoff time, but. Um, It'd, be, it'd be just be cool for a team that won that many games to, to win the championship. I, I thought, think the Dodgers, the Dodgers kind of deserve it, I feel like. I thought we were headed towards a Dodgers-Yankees World Series, but unfortunately the Yankees have cooled off and got some injuries, and Mr. Judge uh, has gotten the home run derby curse uh, since the All-Star break, which I did not see coming. But he's, you, uh, he's scared of fastballs down the middle. It's weird. It's very weird when young pe- when young players of any sport end up in a slump. It is weird how your brain can just totally, totally overtake you. Uh, Tim Tebow. He's not on the Met Forty Man roster. He's doing amazing things. He's singing with people for God Bless America. He's hitting home runs. He gets hit in the head and stays in the game. Uh, the Mets need to sell tickets. Would you make a move to get him on the forty and call him up? Definitely not. Definitely, definitely not. The guy's like a six fifty OPS in, in single A right and high A right now. Um, I mean, look, I'm happy to have him in the organization. He's selling, you know, selling tickets, and it's probably good, good for some of the the kids in the, in the clubhouse. Um, I wish him the best of luck. If he's, since he's, uh, mainly because he's not on the 40-man roster, you can't do it. You can't remove someone that deserves to be on the 40-man roster um, and open them up to the Rule 5 draft in the offseason just to get Excel a couple tickets for you know a handful of games. Maybe next year, if they're out of it again, I can see it happening. Uh, but I don't, I'm hoping that they're not out of it again next year. And, and you know, I mean, sounds like he's working hard at it, yeah. but I uh, can't call him. You can't call him up. You definitely can't call him up this year. You can't bring up someone from low A to, to majors in one year just because they'll sell you know, just because maybe they'll, they'll sell out a couple games if, if that I, I wonder how long he, he keeps at this uh, especially if he doesn't progress past you know the low level minor leagues I just wonder how how um, how long he sticks this out and finally I think, I, I'm so sorry I think, I yeah. think he'll make double A by, uh, by next year um, and kind of you know, see, see where it goes from there because they like they they brought up the high A just to sell tickets, I think. Yeah. Um, so they they might move them along. I'll, I'll give him three years. Hmm. Interesting. I I'm not sure he continues after this year, but hey, he he chose to do this, so maybe he will stick it out longer than I think. And finally, I know nothing about Floyd Mayweather and Conor McGregor in terms of a pick. I obviously know who they are and and stuff like that, but I I am not versed in this area. I've heard people say this is going to be a two-second fight in Floyd Mayweather's category, and then I've heard people that say that Conor will shock him. I I know nothing about this. You went to one of the hype events for this. Uh, your what's your prediction for Saturday night? Uh, well, 
Mayweather's not going to knock him out in the first 10 seconds. That's not going to happen. Um, but Mayweather is going to destroy him. Um, in a, I think in a very Mayweather way, which is just, he's not going to get hit, and he's going to do more hitting than McGregor is, and therefore he's going to, he's going to box, but he's going to outbox McGregor. Um, my prediction is Mayweather in a decision, um, in, a, in, a easy, in an easy decision, but the thing is that McGregor's going to swing at him. Like, he's not going to go down without a fight. McGregor's going to come after him. Um, so it should be interesting. They're using 8-ounce gloves, which is, you know, they usually use 10-ounce gloves for boxing, and in and, and UFC they use 4-ounce gloves, so it should be interesting how, how that plays plays a role. The only way McGregor can win is if he knocks him out. He's bigger than him. He's younger than him. He's longer than him. He's Mayweather has, struggle, has, has uh, struggles with southpaws, which is what McGregor is. Uh, Mayweather, McGregor has kind of a unique style to him coming from the MMA background. Um, he kind of ha- has some unique stances that he uses, um, so that can maybe throw him off and help, hopefully he'll catch him. Uh, but, but that's kind of the optimist, optimist in me that's hoping that, you know, McGregor just somehow figures out a way to win. Almost definitely not going to happen. Mayweather is, is going to win in a decision, I think. I don't think Mayweather's going to knock him out. But, uh, McGregor's just used to being hit by four ounce gloves. Um, McGregor's used, May, as McGregor's used to being hit by four ounce gloves, Mayweather's using eight ounce gloves, and he's not a strong puncher to begin with, so I don't think he's going to knock him out. Um, but I think it's going to go to a decision, and Mayweather's going to win easily. Demi Lovato singing the national anthem for that fight on Saturday night. Jordan Brickman uh, on a night that um, major players of teams changed hands. I I, I was going to say two members of super teams changed hands, but the Celtics were not a super team. Does this make the Celtics a super team? Um, I would say no because they only have two all stars. I don't consider Horford an all star. And they have, a, and all their young guys are, you know, not just all stars yet. Maybe Tatum might be a future all star, but I don't think that they. Uh, there's, I wouldn't consider. I wouldn't put them on the same level as a team as like the Warriors and Cavs. Yeah, it's not um, same. So not yeah. not quite a super team, but but pretty close. Jordan Brickman, thanks as always for coming on Teeing It Up. Thanks, Jeremy. And thank you all for listening to this impromptu edition of Teeing It Up. Take care.